Okay, level check. This is my microphone. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Ah, that was very funny, David, very funny. Okay, just doing a different voice for Ellie, because obviously she's got a different tone, but there's no point doing a level check in my voice. Oh, I'm a professional. I mean, some people might be getting a bit concerned now, thinking, oh, God, he's not meant to put this bit on. He's clearly rumbled himself. I have not. I have not done that for a long time. Unbelievable. He's obviously put this bit out by accident. Now we all know that Ellie isn't really a person. She's just a construct. It's just David putting on a voice. No, no, it's not. That's exactly what you would say, David. Anyway, I always do a little level check before Ellie arrives. You might think, well, why don't you get Ellie to do the level check with you? Then it'll just be easier. But Ellie charges by the minute, so I can't do that. Oh, Liz Truss is right. She's not a grafter. She won't work off the clock. Typical British worker, eh? There you go. Bit of satire for you. Imagine if I just did a monologue for the entirety of the podcast, and then I say, oh, 40 minutes has elapsed. Oh, well, never mind. That'll do for this week. I've just got Ellie's microphone running here. I'm not even sure we need Ellie. Well, I suppose I've got a microphone set up, I might as well. That's the level check done. <laughs> It's a comprehensive level check there. Some people just do two, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Not me. Anyway, enough about my sexual techniques. Anyway, it's lovely chatting. Oh, I've just been told that I've peaked. That means clipping, like distorting, by the way. Not like I've reached my creative zenith. <laughs> I'd be quite good if the computer could tell you that. You've peaked, David. So I don't think it's going to get any better than this. Anyway, we've got a really good podcast coming up. It'd be a shame not to have any listeners by the time we get round to doing it. So I'll go and get Ellie, <laughs> and then we'll start this podcast for real. I'm not trying to be hip-hop there. I'm just saying we'll start it properly. Just in case you're thinking I was trying to be all street. For real, man. We'll start this podcast for real, man. You, blood. That's me doing that. Just in case you're thinking, oh, Ellie's arrived. <laughs> right. I'll go and get her now. There we are. That's the sound of the bell that I ring whenever it's time for Ellie to come. <laughs> But again, enough about my sexual techniques. Right. Previously on the David Eagle podcast. A good old spanking. Maybe that's what's been missing in our relationship. And then we made love. But the trouble is, it didn't have a big hole. Baculum. Oh, thank you very much, Martin. I am a fresh and cheerful and naughty woman. <laughs> All right. Hitting each other with rhubarb sticks. Bless you, funny man. Why in damnation are you dressed as an Austrian shepherdess? Ah. <laughs> Now it's time for a podcast presented by a role model comedian who is not constrained by good taste. It's the David Eagle Podcast. David Eagle! David Eagle! Ah. David Eagle! Ah. David Eagle! David Eagle! Ah. 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 David Eagle! Ah. Thank you, thank you. Yes, my name is David Eagle. <laughs> well, <laughs> you might woo, my friends, because it is the David Eagle podcast. Uh, I feel like this is quite egotistical. Yeah, it really is. Because <laughs> Ellie isn't aware, but before you came on, I was doing a level check, yeah. and I spent five minutes talking to the listeners, and then I made the point that it was going so well that I, I thought maybe I don't really need to get Ellie. <laughs> And then Ellie has come up, and essentially I've just I've just got her sitting here while she's listened to lots of David Eagles. And then I've just come in by going, yes, my name is David Eagle. I still haven't introduced Ellie Skinner. This is my fiance, Ellie Skinner. Hello. Although time is running out for that <laughs> label because she will very soon be my wife.
<laughs> she is aware of this, listeners. Yeah. So obviously no. you have to have a phone call with the... Or you oh have to have a meeting gosh, yeah. with the registrar before you can get married and they've yeah. got to check a few things to make sure the whole thing is legal. And is David some... legal? <laughs> Since lockdown, they've started doing it and not face-to-face as they would normally do, but they do it by a phone call. Normally, you'd be in a separate room to each other. Yep. So they would chat to Ellie and then they'd chat to me in a separate room to make sure that we're not conferring because obviously there's no point doing it if you can just confer with each other. Now, they seem to be a bit more lax with it, don't they, really? Yeah. I mean, firstly, by law, they've got to put your name. Yeah, so you have to give notice, and then that used to go up on the wall, and basically you had to give, like, four weeks' notice, and then people could go, hang on a second, uh, he's already married to me, whatever. But... GDPR means that you can't share people's details. I like in the, the same idea. Way. I like the idea of the person who's um, having a problem with this uh, marriage scenario is Liam Lynch. Who? Okay. <laughs> He's the one who did that song. Whatever. I don't know what Do you know that song? About. No. I went to somebody to see my wife Kiki and she was like, hey, and I was like, whatever. Oh, this is my United States of whatever. Okay. Yeah. Liam Lynch. Okay. I think he was called. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth interrupting yeah, for that, I'm for sure that. you'll agree. So, yeah, because of GDPR, you have to give your notice, but then they put it in a book, and then they put the book in a room, and you can only see it if you request to see it, but you can only see your own names because of GDPR. And so it's absolutely pointless now. Yeah. It's kind of like the hitchhikers. And to pay for it. Yeah, it's to pay for this thing that is absolutely superfluous because there's no way that anyone can find it because you have to ask for it and, hatch, and actually have to be the person... Or that have y- approval from us. <laughs> exactly. It's so stupid. It's like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. With a bit where they say, well, we did tell you that the uh, the world was going to end. <laughs> it was all there in the documents, and it was like, yeah, you had to go. What's it in the thing? In the, I'm going to do this much worse than it is written down. But Douglas Adams is a genius, and I am. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, but a genius in a different sense. Uh, David <laughs> the whole thing about oh yeah, it was in the basement down a corridor with uh, scaffolding behind a door that said beware of the leopard mm. anyway if read the read the book it's done much better than that I should do paraphrased audiobooks oh my god so we yes. had the phone call she said I've got to ask some questions like oh do you want us together on speaker or whatever no she, no, said, she oh, didn't no. I said do okay. you want us together on speaker ah, you didn't make that clear I think me saying I said I was well, quite clear. Oh, we, we'll, As I we'll say, check back we, on we the might we might be married in a couple yeah. of weeks. <laughs> it really depends on all this how this goes. So, <laughs> I mean, it, listeners might already think there's a problem. Bear in mind, I spent fi- the first five minutes going, "Do I really need Ellie? Do we, she's gonna think, <laughs> he's having an existential crisis." <laughs> and it's David Eagle, David Eagle. Anyway. Continue. You know what, David? I'm very confident in myself and comfortable in myself, so I don't well, need people to shout. <laughs> don't oh, well, it's gonna I've seen that video. A walk um, in a room. Oh, right. Dear. So I've got to ask questions twice. So rather than you both having to hear them, we'll just do one at a time. So I well, said, also you're not meant to hear the you're questions. You're not really either. meant to. No. So you went through the questions with me. So it's your your name, your date of birth, what date the wedding's going to be, what room it's going to be in, your partner's name, date of birth, jobs, all that sort of thing. So I did all of mine. David was in another room, but could probably overhear. Oh, no, I, I was essentially, I wasn't in another room, but I was essentially, the door was open and yeah. I could hear everything if I wanted to hear everything. Yeah. And with a bit of hindsight, I should have listened, really. Yeah, you really should have paid attention, David. Then no. you passed the phone to me. I made a big thing of, like, made her shout my name. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. Um, yeah. David, ma- come and answer these questions. <laughs> so he's like, and, so I, and I pretended not to hear, because I didn't want them to think that, oh, he's just in the same in. room. So then I was, like, mouthing. <laughs> Like, do it again. He's like, David! And I'm like, oh! 
Yeah, is it my turn? <laughs> so I walked in, probably making a show of it. I don't think the registrar was bothered I in the slightest. I took the phone and went, oh, so, uh, sorry about that. I was in a different room. Anyway, then. And what's your partner's date of birth? You got the day right. You got the month right. I got the year wrong. And the reason is, because even though I knew it, for some reason, my brain made it more complicated than it needed to be. <laughs> and I went, right, remember, I'm, I've just, at that point, my birthday just yeah. been. So I was mentally calculating what that means. And so I got it wrong. I got it a year out. And I just went, no. So Ellie just, yeah, no pretense here at all. Just shouts in the other room, no. And so I always go, ah, no, I say. And then I had a little sort of panic moment. So rather than then going, oh, of course, it's obviously a year forward, I moved it a year back, so I was even further out. So then Ellie goes, no, again. And I say, ah, of course, 1984. Yeah. Then, what's her full name? Oh, yes, I know this one. No, no, it was a bit before that. I think Under wasn't, couldn't No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like this in our vows. Yeah. Ellie's going to be like, Ellie has written some special vows. I think you've missed a bit out, Ellie. Uh, no, I, I haven't, David. <laughs> I'm right. a little bit worried that this could be used for identity theft, so we shouldn't give all the details. Full name. Ah, oh, that's easy. Ellie Margaret Skinner. No. <laughs> No, she said, so is that her full name? So I didn't think of that as an issue. I just went, oh, yes, that's a full name, Ellie Margaret Skinner. Is and that they, what she's called? She said, well, that's what I, I said, I yes, call yes. Her. No, I said, yeah, that is what she's called. And then she said, and that's what's written on a birth certificate? And then I realised, it's obviously, it's Eleanor. Yeah. But I've never called her Eleanor. No one calls me Eleanor, apart from my mum if I'm in trouble. That flummoxed me. And wedding the, date, David. And then she asked for the wedding date. Now, this is where it got confusing. <laughs> So it's the 26th of September, but I said 25th of September. And the reason I said that is because we have another wedding on the 25th of March. We have like a bigger wedding. Which we've, is the party bit. Got, yeah, you're still not invited. <laughs> <laughs> so I obviously got the two confused because one's the 26th of September, one's the 25th of March. So I said, ah, oh, that's an easy one, 25th of September. No. And then he goes, no. And I go, ah, of course, the 26th of September. And I then said. he tries to double back by going, ah, oh, the well, reason I got it wrong is lot. that's my other wedding. Yes. <laughs> so I thought I'd best explain why I've said this wrong. So I said, ah, no, the twenty. I got that wrong because on the 25th of March, I have another wedding. <laughs> and, so, and, no. then I had, and then I had to go, no, no, to the same person, obviously. <laughs> I, I just mean one's a party and, and one's the... So at oh. this point, I've almost admitted to polygamy um, <laughs> and that I don't really know Who anything about my partner. She said, and can you uh, confirm Ellie's full name? Ellie? Sorry. <laughs> oh, Ellie, of course. <laughs> and then my favourite bit was when she was asking about your dad's name. So you said that, and she went, Oh, can you spell it? And he went, Well, being blind, I've never seen it written down, but I think William's got two L's. Well, I know William has got two L's, but I didn't know if that one was one L or yeah. two L's. And by this point, I just dropped all <laughs> pretense that we were in separate rooms. She went, Ellie, is it two L's or one L? <laughs> And at this point, then the registrar was past caring. Oh, so then we had to go in and sign the papers two days later, and I was concerned that there might be police <laughs> waiting for us at the door to go, I think we need to have a chat. But we're fine. Yeah. We're getting married. So there's probably only two or three podcasts to go before the big day. And I don't think it probably will not be a wedding podcast. We could do it as like a cliffhanger. Do David take Ellie? How dare you? That's what I'm going to say. Oh, <laughs> How God. dare you? But we're, are we ever going to do David take Ellie's going to be all over well... We'll be back after this little break. Last week. And it'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do an ad for Squarespace. 
I don't have one. No, I mean, don't sponsor us. You I'll can be, if you want. We'll be back after this little break. <laughs> oh, I think someone's objecting. I've told you, Patricia. <laughs> I've said it to no. <laughs> oh, That's the sound of the barn God. owl, of course. Regular of listeners course. will know. Patricia the barn owl. Right. <laughs> I'm glad we've named her after all this time. I was going to we were normally at this point say what's coming up on the podcast, but I think we'll just, just do the podcast. I mean, it's quite useful for me to know what's coming up. Okay, spammer time. We're going to go into my junkie. We're going to actually. Ellie's got some spammer time. I've got some spammer stuff. time for you. So we'll find out what junk has come into Ellie's <laughs> inbox or spam folder. And also, Ellie will put her hand in my big box. <laughs> She's going to pull out a cassette. And whatever's on it, we'll play it in our feature cassette oh, roulette. God. I've got some gig clips to play. Oh. I've got some stories. Oh. And it's the return of Herbal Tea of the Week. Yeah. With a twist. And that is that we are going to be doing Herbal Teas on location. Mm. Well, where will our first location be? That, my friends, is what we call in the trade a Herbal Teas. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, I don't think that'll have picked up on the, the camera. But, uh, I'm glad you noticed it, Eddie. I, I do it to keep up morale. Oh, <laughs> I've come back from the Edinburgh Fringe yeah. Festival. So I'm trying to get, I was trying to get into the comedic mindset, Ellie. And so when I was on the train, I was doing a bit of writing and stuff and thinking of what I could talk about on stage. And just as I was starting to feel fun and light and frivolous, a man sat next to me and um, started conversation. And I thought, well, I can use this as a as banter practice. That's okay. what I thought. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I think, well, I'll treat this as banter practice, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't like the word banter, but, you know. I thought, because I'll be comparing some shows while I'm there. I'll be comparing a show, so I have to host it. So that's where you have to obviously chat with the audience. Mm-hmm. So that I'll practice. Yeah. I'll practice on this man. I, so I might have done the whole, what do you do for a living thing. <laughs> <laughs> He said, oh, well, I, I used to work. For 20 years, I was an undertaker. Well, and immediately I thought, undertaker. There's lots of jokes, you know. I mean, that's right yeah. for the comic uh, picking, obviously. Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, but I had to stop being an undertaker because my wife was not happy with me because I, I kept bringing my work home with me. Well, I mean, as quick as a flash, I said, well, I can, I can see why she wouldn't be happy with you. I imagine it would have stank the place out. <laughs> you know, and I was very happy with myself and I was, ha ha, you know. And then he said, oh, no, no, it's just uh, some of the things you see on the job. And he did not respond. <laughs> he did not respond. I've just realised from the video, yeah. I was like, oh, do I have to say he's not responding again because I did a little pick of my nose. <laughs> I don't know if that came out. I don't out think the, it would oh. have been no because you've got a pop shield oh. and it would have just looked like you were waving well, your I've hand about. Well, it now. It wasn't picking my nose, it was just my nose a was a scratch. bit itchy, so I was giving it a scratch. But then I thought, oh, I can't have that on the video. But now, it'll probably have to be on the video. But you well. wouldn't be able to see it anyway. Hey, but that's that's the difference. If you watch it on TikTok, oh, Ooh. talking of which, yeah. we'll give you an update, a TikTok update very soon. Okay, not right now. Not right now, thank no. you very much. Um... Anyway. So was that all of your chat with the man? No, 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 sorry, I was got confused. <laughs> I was thinking of the Spice Girls because of the song. Thank you very much, yes. Stop right now, thank you very yeah. much. Just in case the, this marriage is not going to happen, David, if you keep admitting things like that. Sorry, Nelly, I was thinking of the Spice Girls. Anyway, <laughs> so where was I? Oh, yes, I was picking my nose. Um, <laughs> Some of the things you see on the job, obviously, mm. they're absolutely terrible. He says, um, so he was not going for the banter at all. <laughs> and he clearly wanted to talk to someone because I don't even think there was enough seats where he didn't have to sit with someone. So he clearly wanted to talk about the fact that he used to be an undertaker. And he was very sort of morose and he was spent... 
20 minutes telling me about all these various things. He's like, oh, and I can't talk about it with my wife, obviously, but some of the things I've seen, and he's went into like detail, like distressing conditions that he'd seen bodies in, horrible things that he was telling me. He went on like this for 20 minutes. The only reason he stopped after 20 minutes is because the announcement came on saying that we're pulling in uh, Edinburgh Waverley. <laughs> and, and I was, I spent an hour trying to get myself like warmed up into the comedic mindset. And he <laughs> got me completely depressed. <laughs> Before the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, a couple of days earlier, Ellie and I went swimming. We did. I haven't told you this story. This is no. one of those stories, Ellie, where something happens and then I say, and she, you, you so say, annoying. what is it? And I say, well, I'm saving it for the podcast. It's so annoying because you don't even need to alert me to the fact that you've got a story. You could just hold it in. But no, you're like, <laughs> oh, I need to tell you this thing. Oh, go on then. Oh, no. I'll wait till we're recording. Like, oh, right, great. So this is like 10 days later now. I've had to wait for this bloody story. Okay, well, not being able to see. The way people were swimming, some, everyone had kind of made up their own rules, hadn't mm. they? Some people were choosing a line and sticking to it. Some people were swimming up one way and then swimming down the neck the other side. So it was very difficult for me to see whether there was anybody there or not. So while I was swimming, I was desperately scanning around to see whether there was anyone there because I didn't want to crash into people. So I found it very awkward because I had a few sort of and misses and things like that and when you're in the water and you sort of grab someone's ankle it's very <laughs> difficult because they're sort of spluttering it's very difficult for me to just go sorry I'm blind because I don't know if they can hear that or not so I'm just shouting out sorry I'm blind <laughs> and you can't people. really swim with a cane and now and again as well because you know that there's lines on the pool mm. and then there's the wall my level of sight means and the kind of blindness that I have means that I see two dimensional things as three dimensional sometimes and three dimensional things as two dimensional so when I was a kid and I would be playing football sometimes I would kick a shadow rather than kick the football mm. because I wouldn't be able to tell it looked like the, f- the football but it might be in the shadow of the football or a line on the road and so this was happening in the pool like I keep thinking I was seeing the person but it was just the shadow it was just a light flickering and causing a shadow so I'd, all of a sudden I'd be swimming absolutely fine I'd just go and I'd just stop and then someone would just crash in at me <laughs> I was feeling a bit awkward because oh, people obviously don't know I'm blind I got to the side then I'm seeing this shadow and it's not moving and so I'm thinking well it's obviously it's a shadow not a person I'm not going to get filled again <laughs> I'm not getting filled again. But then I'm not so sure because I thought, oh, oh, did I see it moving? So I got closer to it. And I'm kind of like very curious now. I'm like sort of looking, peering at it, going, oh, I can't quite work this out. I thought, well, there's no kind of socially acceptable. I mean, I suppose what I could have just done is going, hello? Are you a shadow? <laughs> well, you've been a bit weird to say, oh, are you a, a shadow? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, to be honest, I say it would be a bit weird. It was no more weird than what I do because I often just have a little mutter to myself, have a little talk to myself. You do. I'm not very good at just thinking out quietly. Well, so I then sort of sing out loud, I'm like, is it a shadow? <laughs> Is this a shadow? Is this a shadow or is this a person? Are you a a shadow or a person? And I'm sort of like saying this to myself, but not realising that I'm almost saying it out loud. And I'm like, I don't think it's a person, I think it's a shadow. (laughs) And then, (laughs) at this precise moment, the shadow did a sort of horrified sounding grunt and (laughs) proceeded to swim off very fast. Um, It was in fact a person. And... uh, I just like I like the idea well I don't like the idea it'd be horrifying but maybe the idea of this person has been having a stressful time of it maybe sort of has gone into therapy and or, or something and he's he, maybe he's got a drink problem and he's having a bit of an existential crisis <laughs> and he's going the thing is I don't know or maybe he's, he's, he's drugs and things like that and he's, he causes me to question my reality and what is real and whether I'm real and, and he's like come on do people see me I need to get yeah how do people see me and, and uh, what's my place in the world and he's got all this he's like come on you know what the therapist says you need to pull yourself together and you need to go out and do something 
something. I'm going to take myself for a swim. <laughs> Put myself in a, a normal society. And then he goes out and then swims his first length. Oh, it does feel better. Oh, I feel... It, it really is helping me adjust myself into society again. I'm feeling... Are you a shadow? <laughs> I don't think you're a person. I think you're a shadow. <laughs> He's like, oh, God! I mean, I hope that wasn't what happened. I hope he just thought I was a madman and that's the end of that. <laughs> but it's very difficult then to find the person afterwards because I don't know who the person is and there's quite no. a lot of people. It would have been quite weird if I then... What would my only other option have been at that point? I mean, I could have swum after him really fast. <laughs> I mean, that would have been Sorry, worse. I we were a shadow. <laughs> swam after him really fast. Wait! <laughs> Spammer time! Oh, your hand was up as if to yes. tap me on the shoulder, but you thought, didn't no, do it. I didn't. I thought she can do this. Thanks, mate. This is our feature where we have a look at the spam emails or spam messages that have come in, and it's Ellie's turn this time. I had to do some editing on your website whilst you were in Edinburgh. You had close to 50,000 comments on your website, and most of them were spam. Well, you see, most um, of them. How many weren't? Uh, so far, I've approved ten. So ten out of fifty thousand. <laughs> there you go. That's well, how popular I, I am. All of them. And um, three of them are from that Undertaker. He's yeah. caught, uh, sorry, we got cut off short there, David, with the uh, arrival into Edinburgh. I took a couple of photos of some of the ones. Respect to the website author. Some wonderful entropy. Entropy. Yeah, I think they mean so, entropy. But well, not entropy. But I think that's but entropy is when something becomes more and more chaotic over time. Actually, that's <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, what's that got to do with anything? But actually. They've obviously listened to the podcast. That's a real one, I think. Don't wear seatbelts lest you drown in your own urine. What are the chances of that? (laughs) How much urine would you produce? Somebody put, this is very engrossing. I love joined your have and perception impertinent to hunting much of your magnificent birth. Always good to have Yorda involved. (laughs) Oh, good to have Yorda on board. Also, I've shared your web computer in my mixer networks. That's nice to know. Sully love the double negative. I use those too, just to mess with people. They look at me like a dog. Double negative's big (laughs) no-no. Doc, so glad to have not only you, but any Nexter. Not sure if you (laughs) saw, but Black Taxi has a great double bill with Deadbeat Darling. We should do a Spammer Time rap, because some of these sound like you put a hip-hop beat over the top. You've got yourself a great rap there. Yeah, but we know how bad I am at rapping, because we tried to do... You tried to do that Right, we're going to do this. And you kept just shouting, Take it! Take it at me, and I didn't know what you meant because I'm not really into the rap scene. And then, I'm sure, this is something that happened on the podcast. I'm just trying to take it to you. No, I think this is what okay. we need to do, Ellie. Yeah. I think we need to look at our spam and okay. turn them into a hip hop track. We can do this. Yeah. I mean, this. MC Spammer. MC Spammer. <laughs> oh! Spammer time! Now that's confused people because they're thinking every stop, but Ellie it, seems no, to I've, not I've, want to stop no, yet. I, well, I've also got an email, but I've, I've had got, this before, listeners. But I've got, I've got to. I was checking my emails and I thought this one's interesting, and it's been sent to me two times. Oh, that's good twice. for a rap, is it? Yeah. It's like the Fuji's. Yeah, two, two times. times. <laughs> The title is Stop Disappointing in Bed, Ellie Skinner. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, she's got my email. <laughs> I, I did think pseudonym. I was like, David. <laughs> Who's my pseudonym again? Uh, penis it? size. Oh, pe- <laughs> is that what he's from? Yeah. Penis size. <laughs> Wait, 
wait till you see this, Ellie Skinner. For more than 40 years, the Germans have kept this penis growth secret locked away from the public. <laughs> but the truth is now here. This formula discovered by an Olympic doctor back in the 70s increases your penis by up to 65%. I mean, it'll be impressive because 65% more of my penis is still zero penis. Penis! <laughs> but now it's time for us to... Stop spammer time! During the fringe, I was walking through this woodland bit because I was staying about an hour out and it's all this woody area. I like that you're miming the path with your hand for the video. I am, <laughs> and uh, woody area was my sighted <laughs> guide. <laughs> Good to see you again, Woody. Thanks very much for this. He, uh, I met him on the train, he was an undertaker. I said, actually, if you want another job, my friend, that's how we uh, change these jobs. Anyway, so he... Uh, no, not he. He doesn't exist. <laughs> would he? Uh, would he? Or would, I don't know if he would, because he doesn't exist. Right. So, I'm walking down this... I'm, well, I'm walking up. Oh. I'm walking I'm walking up this um, this wood bit, and I've I'm, I'm got these, these really tall steps. There's a group of lads there, and they seem like they're, they're teenagers. They seem like they're quite young, actually. They might be like 11 or 12, unless it was a woman. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know. No. Could be a shadow. But <laughs> as I'm walking up the steps, it's, excuse me, mate. Excuse me. What? You Scottish accent. Carry on. Which one was Scottish accent? I liked it. Excuse me, mate. Excuse me. And I said, yes. And actually, I did say it like that. Because these were so broad Scottish. They were really broad Scottish. You can yeah. probably tell that. So broad that it's barely Scotland. It's broad. It stretches and goes completely out of, the, out of Scotland. All the way down to Teesside. <laughs> so because he was speaking in a really broad Scottish, I found myself going a lot more English, like a lot posher. So, excuse me, mate. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> and he's, have you got any scuns? And I said, well, I'm sorry. Have you got any scuns, mate? Scuns. <laughs> and uh, he says, I'll give you a pond if you've got some scuns. <laughs> and I, he said, well, I have no idea what they are, so I imagine not. Sorry. <laughs> and then he said, oh, all right, all right, mate. And off he went. I'd been offered a pond if I could have given him some scuns. <laughs> so I'm assuming he's going to give me a pound... For some Rizzler skins. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah. I didn't know what skins Unless were. Unless it was scones and he was just yeah, really Yeah, maybe he wanted to, Oh, I call them... I imagine if I said, oh, we call them scones. scones. <laughs> actually, but uh, no, I'm sorry, I don't but, have yeah, any. But, yeah, imagine it's... But he's a pound, and how many would he want for a pound? That's the thing. I'd like to have known what how many I would have got for the pound, if that's good market value. I, yeah, I had no idea what he was talking about. I never thought about that. I, I knew it was going to be like a smoking thing, but I was trying to work out what the skins were. I'm going to Google how much they are. What is a Rizzler skin then it's like I know so it's, it's smoking. a very thin light paper that you roll your tobacco in to make uh, your own rolled cigarettes right well, that's... so you can get a multi-pack of five packets from Tesco for £1.60 so that's £1.60 would have cost him for five I think I should have given him what Three at the most. Yeah, no, no, no. That's five packets, and you get quite a few in a pack. Don't know how many you get in a pack. So I have to give him a lot of skins for a pound. Well, no, the market value. Imagine if I said, "Hang on a second, sir. Let me just um, Google the market value (laughs) of skins at the moment." No, but you'd—that would be silly. You don't want to give market value. No, don't. You want to give him like four. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I want to find out what the market value is to then work out how much I'm going to give him. Hundred. Let's say there's a hundred in a pack. Right. So I suppose what he's probably asking. For was a pack of skins. I can't give him a full pack. Well, you don't have them, so it's I don't have them anyway. No. <laughs> well, I'm interested. I mean, I'm part of me thinking of buying some skins just in case it happens again. TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Let's yes. Do a TikTok 
So we can now uh, officially announce, and it actually happened last week, didn't it? Yeah. But obviously the podcast we did last week was the tribute to Grant Bainham. So by last week, I had gone viral. Yes, that's not to be sniffed at, but he just did sniff at it. <laughs> I've gone viral. Yeah. So to go viral, I read somewhere that we needed 250,000 views for my video. So my yeah. Leicester Square video that we put on TikTok about yeah. three or four weeks ago now. Yeah. What are we talking, Ellie? It's now at 278.9 thousand views. Excellent. And the day we drank the Nazis out of town is now 96.5,000 views. 96.5. So that one, I think it's it's unlikely that we're going to get another viral one with that. You never know. But you never know. We'll keep you, well, we'll keep you updated. I mean, do you yeah. really care? Um, and you've gone to 8,364 followers, which means you can now do I can do TikTok, TikTok Live. live. TikTok Live. Yeah. So I could have that's been what, doing a live. That's for uh, gymnasts. <laughs> I could have been TikTok doing... TikTok Live. <laughs> and, and, and escapologists. But we're doing TikTok Live. <laughs> we could have been doing one as we were recording imagine if this we, podcast. Can imagine doing imagine? this TikTok Live. Especially <laughs> <laughs> oh. because, like, well, we haven't really played any clips yet. Cause no. Because we haven't done cassette roulette. And we're going to play some clips right now because... Oh, seamless. We're moving, we're moving on, everyone. We've come with the script. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a gig uh, in Loughborough mm. a few weeks ago. So it was a double. It was a weekend of gigs in Loughborough at the same venue. And on the Friday, there were only, I think, 15 people there. And I had met five of them on the way into the gig. <laughs> because I said, oh, do you know where the comedy club is? And they went, oh, that's where we're going. So I'd already chatted to five. I'd already chatted to a th- what turned out to be a third of the audience. <laughs> that gig went really well. There was only 15 people there but it was a lovely gig I went off mic it's very d- dangerous to go off one of your audience members when, but, so the rest of them were lovely I went off mic and it was just a lovely intimate gig but it's quite a, sp- a big spacious room and really that could fit a hundred people in there so I want to stress that it's not my gig so I don't run the gig I'm not the main act on the, the gig so it wasn't because of me being on that there weren't many people there <laughs> then the next day I came back and did it again and it was exactly the same there were only about 15 people actually I think there were 20 people in this particular gig but it was, oh, it was ten times worse. Or well, not a hundred times worse. I knew it was going to be a problem when I walked in and immediately there were a group of stags there. Oh. And immediately I heard someone go, what do you want to drink, mate? And he went, oh, I'll have a, a Corona. And then he goes, a Corona? Ah, what's wrong with you, mate? Are you gay? Are you gay? <laughs> and everyone's like going, hey, nice one, Terry, nice one. Ah! He's gay! He's gay! <laughs> and I thought, what, for drinking a Corona? He's like, it's a gay drink, mate! Ah, he's having a Corona! And it just went on like this, and I thought, I really don't think this is my crowd. In fact, I thought, I hope this isn't my crowd. Because if they loved my stuff, <laughs> then I'm clearly doing the wrong thing. Well, sure enough, it wasn't my crowd. Never have I been so proud <laughs> to die. In fact, I don't even think I've ever died on stage before. Not really. This was the closest I've ever come. <laughs> to doing that. So what we're going to do is we're going to play some clips, but in order to give you, I mean, you'll tell just by the clips alone, so what you're going to hear is you're going to hear me delivering the last word or so of the punchline, the response that it normally gets, and then the response that it got on this particular night. Here we go. Ability of a bat. Ability of a bat. Ability of a bat. <laughs> so there's three clips and that's the last one and what I love about the last one is you, it's so quiet you can't hear a single thing it sounds so hollow and you can just hear the extractor fan or whatever is on <laughs> see the extractor fan I was doing a gig in a bathroom there's some bloggers what you can hear here in the background is, I'm trying to do a shit here man 
So this one, there's only going to be one clip before it, and yeah. then we're going to head Straight to in. how it happened on that particular night. So here's an example of it working, followed by the example of it just completely not. The most popular Googles for my name are David Eagle Blind, David Eagle Disability, and my personal favourite, What's Wrong With David Eagle? <laughs> What's wrong with David Eagle? <laughs> well, yeah, that was a guilty cough from you. I've just been Googling that. You know, <laughs> all about that. I mean, that, that Google might have nothing to do with the blindness. In fairness, it could be my therapist just resorting to Google and sheer exhausted desperation. Well, I'll have a field day with the therapist after this gig, I think. Well, it's, uh... <laughs> just Are you sure there were people in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... That's the one that is, that's not the, the gig, if you're thinking, bloody hell, the gig suddenly transformed itself. This is from a gig that does work. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're blind, the ordinary, everyday things that you would just take for granted, they just turned into these weird, crazy dramas. And I'm just talking about the simple, everyday stuff, like every single time I get into the car and drive. <laughs> I mean, the drink doesn't help. In fairness, I was just testing my eyes. <laughs> The old Cummings method, you know, but every single time I get in the car and drive, I mean, the drink doesn't help. Well, in fairness, I was just testing my eyes. If it's good enough for Dominic Cummings, it's good enough for me. There we go. Uh, how do you like your satire? Two years old. Thank you very much. I'm here if you need me, Radio 4. It would just be my luck, wouldn't it? This is the gig they turn up to. Well, anyway. <laughs> so, some mild laughter, but... Not really. You know, I've not consulted the famous Australian rule books on flirting. The didgeridoos and don'ts. Wondering one ways to get down under. How to have fun in the bush, you know the classics. <laughs> I'm not well versed in the famous Australian rule books on flirting. You know, the didgeridoos and don'ts of antiquity and seduction. Wondering one ways to get down under. How to have fun in the bush. You know, I've got another 15 of those, but we'll quit while we're behind. Um, <laughs> We'll go back, because it's just a short bit, we'll go back to two clips at normal gigs and then one clip from the ridiculous gig. I mean, I prefer money, but if you can't afford it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I prefer money, but if you can't afford it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I prefer money, but if you can't afford it. He pulls me aside. <laughs> I'll take that as a laugh, my friend. Just sounded like you were doing a horse impression, but I'll tell you, I'll assume it was a laugh. <laughs> 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 uh, maybe I was doing a gig in a bathroom. <laughs> Guys. Uh... Guys, it's just the one word here. Guys is the punchline. I'm not going to play the whole joke. I'm going to give all my material away for goodness Ooh. sake. And so you'll hear two examples from normal gigs and then the final one again from this gig. Guys, Guys. Guys. Awkwardly clearing their throat. <clears> throat> Guys. 
<laughs> That's an awkward throat clear from you. Excellent. I mean, I don't know how you lot can talk. Uh, I was a little bit worried how this gig was going to go down tonight. I thought, will these people have the same sense of humour as me? And I was doubly worried when I walked through to the bar and someone said, what's your drink, mate? And someone said, Peroni. And he went, Peroni? What's wrong with you, mate? Are you gay? So I thought, uh, no, that, this, kind of, this maybe isn't my kind of audience. <laughs> um, and it has been proven to be right tonight. When is he going to do a mildly, slightly homophobic uh, drink space joke? Uh, so I do apologise. <laughs> I was in the room trying to write that stuff, but it didn't happen. I'm going to end with one final song. So as I say, if you want to just have a little conversation or walk out, I won't know, to be honest. So it's absolutely fine. <laughs> Someone's all they getting that. <laughs> Have a little conversation, I'll walk out, I won't know, to be honest. So it's absolutely fine. Someone's taken my thing about leaving seriously. <laughs> Unless these people arriving, I don't know, maybe words got out. There's a maverick in town, a genius. He's going to do some mildly homophobic drink space jokes now. Here we go. <laughs> Excellent. Is Peroni gay? I don't know. Anyway, I shall... <laughs> what, Corona, was it? Corona Oh, now that's much funnier. No, oh, no, no, sorry, in fairness, Corona, yeah, I can see what you've done there. Put lime in it to make it taste good. So he says you've got to put lime in it to taste good. So that's what makes it gay. Well, there you go. Apparently. No, no, sorry, in fairness, Corona, yeah, no, I can see what you've done there. Put lime in it to make it taste good. Ah. Uh, uh, and is that what you do if someone's sucking your cock, is it? Put a bit of lime on it so it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, well, if it works for her, it works for me. <laughs> oh, you have to point out who's a her, doesn't it? You, can't, you just can't pretend. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I think you protest a little too much, my friend. Um, I think so. <laughs> so the gig started picking up actually on that one. <laughs> just as you're about to leave. Just as I was about to leave. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I still did have a little bit of time left. Uh, oh, that's a shame. My time had gone off. I say it's a shame because I've still got five minutes to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> someone was very optimistic there. Uh, going, oh, it's his time had gone off. He's bugger off. No, still got five minutes. Um, and we could just pretend that I haven't if you want, but uh, we'll get through this. Excellent. I know that there's a conversation going on over there. It's just that they're going, what was your favourite bit of the set so far? Uh, <laughs> I loved it when he played the song on the accordion. At least then we could start talking and he couldn't hear us. Um, anyway, I might do it. <laughs> So when I started to announce it, well, basically when I admitted that the gig was shit, yeah. they warmed to me. Yeah. I tell you what, though, one person, Ellie, yeah. could have made all the difference. All you need in the room is just uh, the right person, and that would have transformed the gig. And I, uh, in that moment, I knew exactly who I needed, Ellie. Every yeah. single time I get in the car and drive. <laughs> we needed Fiona. That's what, that's what this gig needed. Every single time I get in the car and drive. I mean, the drink doesn't help. <laughs> In fairness, I was just testing my eyes. <laughs> but it's good enough for Dominic Cummins, it's good enough for me. So you know, it's not it's not always quality. Uh, <laughs> right then. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette We have no idea right now what's on it yet But then we press play, we'll hear what we get It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette Ellie Skinner put her hand in my big box <laughs> And every time, Ellie... <laughs> 
In that box are a number of cassettes, a huge quantity of cassettes I recorded from when I was a child up to my teenage years. And whatever is on that cassette that Ellie is rattling now, presumably it'll still play after she's rattled it around, <laughs> we will play on Cassette Roulette. Cassette Roulette! So I think I must have been about uh, 15, maybe, 14, 15, <laughs> when I released this. As I released it, it didn't go anywhere, but it's going somewhere now. It's a little comedy sketch for okay. you, Ellie. And today we go into the house of Mr. Pie. Uh, yes, hello, Mr. Pie. Well, it's a pleasure to be uh, cooking for you today. So um, you're called Mr. Pie. Uh, what's all that about? Well, uh, I am actually Mr. Pie itself. I was the inventor of the pie. Oh, OK. How, how do you manage that? Because he... It was a long time ago. Well, what pies, happened, you see, was um, my grandfather yes. is a scientist, right. and he cryogenically froze me, and I've been brought back to life uh, not so long ago just to remaster the pie, because the way the pie is going nowadays, it's, it's going downhill. So I decided to you know, reinvent the pie and show people how the pie really should be made. So what I like about this is <laughs> yeah. it's a, the original Mr. Pie. Yeah. This is before the life of pie. And before Jonathan Pie. Yeah. Bearing in mind he's been cryogenically frozen. Bearing in mind we don't know any kind of real life example mm. of anyone successfully being cryogenically frozen and brought back to life. No. This has clearly happened with Mr. Yeah. Pie. So I would argue that if you've been brought back to life, the most pressing thing is probably like, bloody hell, how did you manage that? What was it like on the other side? I'm not sure if they turned... Well, that's a good point. Would they is there another be dead? side? Or would they be dead if they're frozen? Yeah. Did you just, experience like anything whilst... Well, usually, yeah, but there's only oh, just the just the science behind it. How did that happen? Mm. But instead, I've decided tell us more about the pie, mate. <laughs> now, bear in mind, I think the pie. He's like, no, no, I haven't come back to tell you about how to you know successfully pull off cryogenic freezing or anything like that. And this paradigm shift in scientific breakthrough, the pie has really gone downhill. Pie, <laughs> the original Mr. Pie. Yeah, are you ready to cook, Mr. Pie? Yes, uh, I'm ready to cook for you now. Uh, right. I've just got to nip out to obviously to wash my hands. Can you just um, just defrost the uh, the pie for me, please? He's fine. I just defrosted in the microwave. I love the fact that he's come back from the city from the dead. He's been frozen for God knows how many years. He's going to show us how the pie's gone downhill. And now he's just saying, oh yeah, just stick it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I wonder what's going to happen next, Jelly. Oh, good. Well, I'll go over here. Just a second. I'll come down. Yeah, we always expect them to be defrosting things in the microwave. Yeah, all places. Then it's like the pie. Put it in there. Onto frost. Excellent. Now go and I'll go and wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. 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 What is it then? Did you frost my grandmother? She's been crying for 70 years. Oh, I'm sorry. 70 years. It's his grandmother. <laughs> and he's the inventor of the pie. Yeah. The pie's been around for God knows how Hundreds long. Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. <laughs> A good show would have been, I know uh, she's an old crusty, but... Uh, 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 my grandmother, she's been crying for for 70 years. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. I, I didn't... Uh, I thought it was... I thought it was the pie. It looked like it. Get out of my house! I'm, I'm sorry. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! I thought he's got a house as well. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> that's, the best. that's the big punchline finish. Dear me. 
<laughs> Some folks like plenty, others like tea herbally. But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally. We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink, and then we will tell you what we think. Tea is the subject on which we will speak in our exciting feature. Herbal Tea of the Week. Herbal Tea of the Week. It's back, only this time with a twist. We're not going down to the kitchen. We are going all over the country. We might house. take it international. Who knows? We'll find out. But right now, we are heading to Newcastle for our first on-location Herbal Tea of the Week. Herbal Tea of the Week. We're in Exhibition Park in Newcastle. Exhibitionists Park. Just as we were heading out of the park, we have discovered this very interesting... Thing in the floor. Yeah, so what is it? So there's two grates either side, and then there's three planks. So I thought, well, let's stand on one <laughs> and see what happens. And you did. And, and I what did. happened? That happens. Oh, well, hang on, hang on. No. At first, maybe we thought, oh, it's interesting, it's made it... Oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a plank. <laughs> they are musical planks. Musical planks. So I'm going to give it a go. Maybe we could try and do <laughs> it's the... sometimes what they call the young'uns. Yes. yes. Maybe we could do the Herbal Tea of the Week theme God. with the planks. I don't know how I'm they not, work. I'm not musical enough for that. Well, I'll do it. OK. Oh, there's the first yeah. bit. So now... now because that's the note I want. Yeah. I've got to reset it. reset it in the middle without the other one going. Oh, right, here we go. It's time for Purple, Purple Tea of the Week. <laughs> That'll do. It's quite fun, though, isn't it? What... Oh, hopefully. <laughs> So where are we going to head now? We've we got about a 15-minute walk yeah. ahead of us. We're going into central Newcastle to Tea Sutra, and hopefully it's still open. So before we pick and sample a tea, yep. describe the place where we are right now. So we're in a medium-sized room on the first floor. There's a number of little wooden tables for two with wooden chairs and bamboo placemats. There's a carved Chinese table with a glass piece clipped on top and some wicker chairs you can sit at. There's two big wicker sofas covered in multicoloured cushions and blankets and things. And then right in the far corner, there's a seating area where you take your shoes off and you can sit on the floor and there's little piles of cushions and there's a little family that's just gone in there and the kids are quite enjoying the cushion section. <laughs> Very nice. There's um, a wall of teas behind the counter, all in metal jars. There's some takeaway teas that you can buy on a little shelf just by the entrance. So we're going to have a look at that and see what we can take home with us as well. There's also some fancy metal Chinese teapots you can buy as well, I think, but we don't need any more teapots, so we're not getting one of them. I do like the music that they're Playing. You probably can't hear that. It's very nice. It's a, a woman singing in presumably Japanese or something like that, I would imagine, with uh, some kind of drum in the background, some sort of hand drum. It's very nice. So we've got to decide now on the tea that we are going to choose. Well, it says there's a selection of over 100 teas. OK. Hello. Oh, hello. We're almost there, I oh, think. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, lovely, thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. I think we've decided we're going to go for something that we feel that we can't get anywhere else. Yeah, we definitely can't get at home, as far as I'm aware. I don't think we're going to get anything like this. Leaves, almost like wines, where obviously you get a vintage wine. Yes. 
We've got tea leaves yeah. that have been stored for a long time. And I think the one we should go for is the, the tea leaves that have been stored and preserved from 1998. Okay. Because we've been doing a lot on cassette roulette of clips from 1998. So let's take ourselves back to 1998 with tea. So the description of this, so these are Pua teas, I'm probably saying that wrong. The darkest of teas, large leaf tea from the mountains of Yunnan, dried, rolled, steamed, then pressed into cakes. There are two kinds, Shu, cooked or ripe through accelerated fermentation, and Sheng, raw, naturally matured over time. So the one that is from 1998 is Wild Arbor, which is a raw, vintage, high-quality Pua made from the leaves of ancient trees. And the one above that is the Bingdao ancient tree, which is a Sheng, which which is the raw one again. It's got an appealing thick body and lingering sweetness, some, somewhat like me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for the 1998. Okay, what so time of the month it is, but anyway. <laughs> um, so that's that one. Okay, well you say one, I'm really confused. You've well, mentioned two and then said that's well, that one. Okay, well let's have the 1998 Wild Arbor. I just wanted to read you the other one because we hadn't... So you could do your lingering sweetness joke. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do Wild Arbor. Okay. From 1998. 1998. And then, let's go for the Pitta blend. These are based on the Ayurveda balancing of wind, fire, earth elements in the body, oh, which is yes. supported with certain spices. So we've got four different options. One is cooling and balancing. One is invigorating. One is harmonizing and stress relieving. And the last one is warming. I am going to do a theatre show shortly. Yeah. So maybe I need to be invigorated. Yeah. So should we go for the invigorating one? Okay, let's go for that then. So that's the kaffir blend, which is a zingy blend of ginger roots, cardamom, coriander, turmeric root, clove and nutmeg. Oh, I think that seems good. Very nice. I mean, you should possibly also have a, a harmonising since you're going to be doing harmony, but... Oh, that's a good point, yes. Would you like to ring the bell, David Eagle? Oh, we get to ring a bell? Yeah, to let him know. He's then we're just, ready. Yeah, I think he's just showing someone a book of, of oh, tea blends. So we'll wait before we ring the bell. I'm just overhearing yeah. a conversation oh, with the proprietor here yeah. and the people who are just about to leave yeah. have commented how amazing their experience was. Yeah. So I'm just setting a scene for you there. Yeah. Okay, well, let's ring the bell. I'll try and do the, <laughs> do the rhythm of Herbal Tea of the Week. <laughs> oh, Hello. oh, that was very quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's official. There we are. There he's even got a teapot and teacup on his necklace. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's the dedication to yes, it. Oh, excellent. <laughs> well, we're going to travel back in time to 1998 <laughs> and wild have... Arbor, please. Wild Arbor. <laughs> we'll go for one of those. Yep. And also a uh, kaffir blend, Kaffa please. Thank you very much. There's a tea up there called Dong Ding. Oriental beauty. Stop ogling people, Ellie. Mm. She doesn't like people watching. Pua teas. And I'm probably saying it wrong again. Yes, yes, we are, because he said Pua. Okay. So I think yeah, that, that was one of the, the favourite teas of uh, the members of the Wurzels. Pua. I believe. So we've just been delivered the first little pot. It's come on a tray. We've got a timer on it. And it is the herbal infusion. Kaffir blend. Ginger root, cardamom, coriander, turmeric. And that's your wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's hot, it's okay. Oh, it's got character. There's no, there's real character there. Very robust. I'm going to bring it over so I can smell it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like... Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. One minute. Yeah, no worries. That's lovely. Thank you. Thank you. It's sort of a lapse on the type Yeah, it's got a little bit of a smoky. Very smoky and woody. Yeah. Oh, I like it. So we're doing these out of ten, aren't we? Smell. Yes. And shall we allow half points? 
Or does their in-line madness? Or does it allow for more flexibility? Well, if it's a new series, we're not changing the voting options midway, are we? So it's a new... So what do we think? Do we think half points should be allowed? Yeah, if you want to give it a half point. Half point for me, then. No. Um, (laughs) Do you know what you're going for? Yeah. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, seven and a half. (laughs) Okay. It's a lovely smell. I mean, I'm starting to doubt whether I should have done half points, but we've done it now. We're there now. And these are the kind of... As you say, when you when you think of a thing about herbal tea, you might think it's going to be twee and sedate, but there are moments of jeopardy, mm. and you have to make decisions on the fly. Yes. And you've got to stick to them. Yeah. And have the courage of your convictions. So, yeah, yeah it's a difficult game to play. It is. It's not even a game. Don't even no. call it a game. With that gives it a total score of 15.5. Are you, it's now are you time going for the taste? to give it a taste. Okay. It is very bitter. Mm. Well, I like it. Mm. Ellie, I'm passing it over okay. to you. So I am someone who normally has sugar in tea and coffee. Okay. In that case, I think you're going to find this very bitter indeed. Oh, it is, but it's not unpleasantly so. No. That's not quite what I thought it was going to be. That's very interesting. Mm. I would have said that's more 1997, but... Mm, I really like this. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. That's the invigorating tea. <laughs> it's time for the pouring. It's less startling on second and third sips. Oh, it's really nice. Mm. I wonder what it'd be like with the milk. Horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible with milk. Well, they've only got the vegan options anyway, so you could have a soy with it. Horrible. Soy. Horrible with any kind of milk. I don't know. Yeah. One, two, three, seven and a half. Oh. Ah. Last time when it came for smell, Ellie was half a point higher than me. Yeah. This time for taste, I'm half point higher than Ellie. 14.5, of course. So it's a wonderful tea. I think my only reason for not giving it higher for taste is because I thought, well, I really like it, but I'm not sure I could... And maybe that isn't the point, but I'm not sure I could... I'd want to drink a lot of that tea. No. Yeah, it is a very strong flavour. The more I'm drinking it, the more I'm thinking, oh, maybe a seven would have been more appropriate. But but that's the reason I gave it a seven and a half, is because I thought, after a while, it's going to start getting a bit much. It's very much a sipping tea. It's it's not to be swigged. Oh, I've just had a sniff of the next one, David Eagle. Yeah, well... So this is the Kappa blend, the zingy blend of ginger roots, cardamom, coriander, turmeric root, clove and nutmeg. And I can smell it from here. Yeah. And I am... Oh, right. I'm at the other side of the table. Ellie's yeah, already given it a smell. And what I'm smelling from a distance, I'm really liking. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't hear an oh, my goodness with the other one, I don't think. <laughs> oh, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And this one. Quite a depth of flavour. Yeah. Oh, the zinginess and the ginger yeah. is really coming out. And I don't think we've had one with cloves before. That's right, we normally no. do have a day of the week naked. You are right. Well, we thought we're in a public establishment. Yeah. We can't be doing that, so we put our clothes on. And that's why you never see Herbal Tea of the Week videoed. No. There's so much going on. It's almost a bit overwhelming. <sighs> it's just like you've opened the spice cupboard, essentially, yeah. and spices are just spilling over, and, and it's... Yeah, it's on the cusp of a nasal assault, but I, I like it. Yeah, I think if you had a cold, you'd still be able to get through the cold with this. OK, I've got my smell rating. One, yeah. two, three, seven 8. and a half. 5. 
Oh, I think I might find it too overwhelming for too long. Mm. So I'm taking that into consideration, giving it seven and a half. Mm. Now we've gone into the half points. We've very yeah. much taken it to heart, haven't we? Um, and that gives us a, a score of sixteen. Sixteen. So our highest on this current series for smell. Yeah. Now it's time for the taste. Oh my! Well. You know what? That's not as strong a taste as I thought. Really? Be. I would have said the opposite. I was. I mean, I, no. It's very full of flavour, but oh, it's very strong. Given how many different smells I get, it's a lot smoother a taste than I thought. Yeah, it would be a lot well, of things fighting. Not what I'm getting. Oh, and then you just get the heat of the ginger right at the back. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very fiery. Yeah. Very strong, and I understand why they say invigorating. Yeah. I like it. It yeah. really—it feels like it's rejuvenating my throat. It's no. either destroying my throat or rejuvenating <laughs> it because it's just oh, it feels like it's doing wonders to the voice. It feels like it's like stripping away—not the most appealing thought, but stripping away a layer of mucus. It's like it's like a throat maintenance kit. Mm, I can also. Oh, 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 oh there dear. We go. <laughs> I've just tipped it over. <laughs> There's a problem when you get an invigorating tea. Sometimes you don't know your own strength. Okay, so we've now finished that day. So. No, no, we've got some more. Do okay. You want, do you want a bit more? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. I'd... Yeah. I think we should get one of these to take home. I forgot to tell you I'd put it in front of you. It was so, so invigorating. And it's a very light cup. It is a very And I am invigorated. It's in a delicate cup. Okay, I know what I'm doing. Because it's got a bit of sweetness to it with the yes. zinginess. I love what it's doing to the throat. So this is, I'm basing this not just on taste, yeah. but on what it's doing to yeah. my throat, how it's making me That's feel. It. It's really helping my throat. Okay. Yeah, I think that does wonders for the throat. What are you going uh, But for? we'll see at tonight's show. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, that feels like it's, like I can, <clears throat> it's, it's bringing stuff up. And you I know could it doesn't add a little bit nice. of honey if you wanted it sweet. Oh, you could. You? A bit of honey in there would be lovely, wouldn't it? A bit of manuka. Mm. I don't think I've seen you go back for a tea so many times. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. One, two, three, eight. Nine. Oh! Oh! So my first taste, I thought maybe a seven. Oh. Then, after a while, I began to feel, I might think, maybe seven and a half. And then I thought, I'm liking what this is doing. It's invigorating me. I know we said taste, but when we say taste, it's also just how it makes us feel as well. Invigoration, definitely. And it just that throat. I'm fascinated by what it's doing in my throat. I hope it's a good thing. It feels like mm. it's good. It feels like it's a diagnostic system for the throat. Mm. And I like it. Yeah. So because of that, I've given it an eight. Ellie, she's gone even higher. She's given for the nine. Yeah, because I think I could, I'd be quite happy with that a few times a week. Yeah. And I think that would do wonders for my voice. We will be buying some to take home. I think that's going to do absolute wonders in my voice. Yeah. So that gives it 17. Yeah. And it means it's if you add that total. to the 16, its T total is 33. Yeah. Which gives it the highest score so far in the series. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the two. Of, of the two. I think a very successful first outing for Herbal Tea of the Week. Yeah. In terms of the actual location, it's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. But we'll try some tea places over other parts of the country. If people want to send us in recommendations of places, you know, we can get a train to somewhere and have a little outing. A wonderful first outing from Tea Sutra in mm. Newcastle. <laughs> no. Maybe that child's had the invigorating tea. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye.
herbal tea of the week. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. We've uh, not got through everything that we wanted to get through, but that's because there's been some absolute blistering ad-libs. <laughs> so many moments. All uh, of which will have been cut out from this. <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't. I think we'll definitely leave that, go- that story about the goat and the washing mangle in. I mean... Definitely. It is worth... And then when you... That five-minute yodelling thing, where you, you just start yodelling limericks, well, I don't need to just, tell you. Yeah. you. That'll definitely be left in. The only reason that wouldn't be left in is if something else happens after this bit that we then have to go back and insert, but I can't see why the yodelling limericks wouldn't be in there. Thank you very much for listening. From me, David Eagle... And, and me, Skinner. Hang on, what's the last... What's the last bit? Where's it gone? Oh, yes. Goodbye. Bye.